This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Revival starts when people pray together, but maybe you long for something more than just another prayer meeting. Keep listening to learn more about how intercession can transform the world in Carolyn Carney's new book, The Power of Group Prayer. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes, that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Psalm chapter 77, beginning at verse 1. For the music director, Jeduthun, a psalm of Asaph, I will cry out to God and call for help. I will cry out to God, and He will pay attention to me. In my time of trouble, I sought the Lord. I kept my hand raised in prayer throughout the night. I refused to be comforted. I said, I will remember God while I groan. I will think about him while my strength leaves me. Selah. You held my eyelids open. I was troubled and could not speak. I thought about the days of old, about ancient times. I said, during the night, I will remember the song I once sang. I will think very carefully. I tried to make sense of what was happening. I asked, will the Lord reject me forever? Will he never again show me his favor? Has his loyal love disappeared forever? Has his promise failed forever? Has God forgotten to be merciful? Has his anger stifled his compassion? Selah. Then I said, I am sickened by the thought that the Most High might become inactive. I will remember the works of the Lord. Yes, I will remember the amazing things you did long ago. I will think about all you have done. I will reflect upon your deeds. Oh God, your deeds are extraordinary. What God can compare to our great God? You are the God who does amazing things. You have revealed your strength among the nations. You delivered your people by your strength. The children of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. The waters saw you, O God. The waters saw you and trembled. Yes, the depths of the sea shook with fear. The clouds poured down rain. The skies thundered. Yes, your arrows flashed about. Your thunderous voice was heard in the wind. The lightning bolts lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. You walked through the sea. You passed through the surging waters, but left no footprints. You led your people like a flock of sheep by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Jeremiah chapter 52 verses 31 through 34. Jehoiakim in exile. In the 37th year of the exile of King Jehoiakim of Judah, on the 25th day of the 12th month, King Evil Merodach of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, 
pardoned King Jehoiakim of Judah and released him from prison. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a more prestigious position than the other kings who were with him in Babylon. Jehoiakim took off his prison clothes and ate daily in the king's presence for the rest of his life. He was given daily provisions by the king of Babylon for the rest of his life until the day he died. 2 Kings chapter 25 verses 27 through 30. Jehoiakim in Babylon. In the 37th year of the exile of King Jehoiakim of Judah, on the 27th day of the 12th month, King Evil Merodach of Babylon, in the first year of his reign, pardoned King Jehoiakim of Judah and released him from prison. He spoke kindly to him and gave him a more prestigious position than the other kings who were with him in Babylon. Jehoiakim took off his prison clothes and ate daily in the king's presence for the rest of his life. He was given daily provisions by the king for the rest of his life until the day he died. Daniel chapter 5 beginning at verse 1. Belshazzar seized mysterious handwriting on a wall. King Belshazzar prepared a great banquet for 1,000 of his nobles, and he was drinking wine in front of them all. While under the influence of the wine, Belshazzar issued an order to bring in the gold and silver vessels, the ones that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had confiscated from the temple in Jerusalem, so that the king and his nobles, together with his wives and his concubines, could drink from them. So they brought the gold and silver vessels that had been confiscated from the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his nobles together with his wives and concubines drank from them. As they drank wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. At that very moment, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the royal palace wall opposite the lampstand. The king was watching the back of the hand that was writing. Then all the color drained from the king's face, and he became alarmed. The joints of his hips gave way, and his knees began knocking together. The king called out loudly to summon the astrologers, wise men, and diviners. The king proclaimed to the wise men of Babylon that anyone who could read this inscription and disclose its interpretation will be clothed in purple and have a golden collar placed on his neck and be third ruler in the kingdom. So all the king's wise men came in, but they were unable to read the writing or to make known its interpretation to the king. Then King Belshazzar was very terrified, and he was visibly shaken. His nobles were completely dumbfounded. Due to the noise caused by the king and his nobles, the queen mother then entered the banquet room. She said, O king, live forever. Don't be alarmed. Don't be shaken. There is a man in your kingdom who has within him a spirit of the holy gods. In the days of your father, he proved to have insight, discernment, and wisdom like that of the gods. King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, appointed him chief of the magicians, astrologers, wise men, and diviners. Thus, there was found in this man Daniel, whom the king renamed Belteshazzar, an extraordinary spirit, knowledge, and skill to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve difficult problems. Now summon Daniel, and he will disclose the interpretation. So Daniel was brought in before the king. The king said to Daniel, Are you that Daniel who is one of the captives of Judah, whom my father the king brought from Judah? I have heard about you, how there is a spirit of the gods in you, and how you have insight, discernment, and extraordinary wisdom. Now the wise men and astrologers were brought before me to read this writing and make known to me its interpretation, but they were unable to disclose the interpretation of the message. However, I have heard that you are able to provide interpretations and to solve difficult problems. Now if you are able to read this writing and make known to me its interpretation, you will wear purple and have a golden collar around your neck and be third ruler in the kingdom. Daniel interprets the handwriting on the wall. But Daniel replied to the king, keep your gifts and give your rewards to someone else. However, I will read the writing for the king and make known its interpretation. As for you, O king, the Most High God bestowed on your father Nebuchadnezzar a kingdom, greatness, honor, and majesty. 
due to the greatness that he bestowed on him, all peoples, nations, and language groups were trembling with fear before him. He killed whom he wished, he spared whom he wished, he exalted whom he wished, and he brought low whom he wished. And when his mind became arrogant and his spirit filled with pride, he was deposed from the royal throne and his honor was removed from him. He was driven from human society. His mind was changed to that of an animal. He lived with the wild donkeys. He was fed grass like oxen, and his body became damp with the dew of the sky until he came to understand that the Most High God rules over human kingdoms, and he appoints over them whomever he wishes. But you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled yourself, although you knew all this. Instead, you have exalted yourself against the Lord of heaven. You brought before you the vessels from his temple, and you and your nobles, together with your wives and concubines, drank wine from them. You praised the gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone, gods that cannot see or hear or comprehend. But you have not glorified the God who has in his control your very breath in all your ways. Therefore, the palm of a hand was sent from him, and this writing was inscribed. This is the writing that was inscribed. Mene, Mene, Tekel, and Farsin. This is the interpretation of the word. As for Mene, God has numbered your kingdom's days and brought it to an end. As for Tekel, you are weighed on the balances and found to be lacking. As for Perez, your kingdom is divided and given over to the Medes and Persians. Then on Belshazzar's orders, Daniel was clothed in purple. A golden collar was placed around his neck, and he was proclaimed third ruler in the kingdom. And that very night... Belshazzar, the Babylonian king, was killed. So Darius the Mede took control of the kingdom when he was about 62 years old. New Testament reading, Acts chapter 26, beginning at verse 1. Paul offers his defense. So Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. Then Paul held out his hand and began his defense. Regarding all the things I have been accused of by the Jews, King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate that I am about to make my defense before you today, because you are especially familiar with all the customs and controversial issues of the Jews. Therefore, I ask you to listen to me patiently. Now all the Jews know the way I live from my youth, spending my life from the beginning among my own people and in Jerusalem. They know, because they have known me from time past if they are willing to testify that according to the strictest party of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand here on trial because of my hope in the promise made by God to our ancestors, a promise that our 12 tribes hope to attain as they earnestly serve God night and day. Concerning this hope, the Jews are accusing me, your majesty. Why do you people think it is unbelievable that God raises the dead? Of course, I myself was convinced that it was necessary to do many things hostile to the name of Jesus the Nazarene. And that is what I did in Jerusalem. Not only did I lock up many of the saints in prisons by the authority I received from the chief priests, but I also cast my vote against them when they were sentenced to death. I punished them often in all the synagogues and tried to force them to blaspheme. Because I was so furiously enraged at them, I went to persecute them, even in foreign cities. While doing this very thing, as I was going to Damascus with authority and complete power from the chief priests, about noon, along the road, Your Majesty, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining everywhere around me and those traveling with me. When we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You are hurting yourself by kicking against the goads. So I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. 
but get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this reason, to designate you in advance as a servant and witness to the things you have seen and to the things in which I will appear to you. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you to open their eyes so that they turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a share among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but I declared to those in Damascus first and then to those in Jerusalem and in all Judea and to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds consistent with repentance. For this reason, the Jews, after they seized me while I was in the temple courts, were trying to kill me. I have experienced help from God to this day. And so I stand testifying to both small and great, saying nothing except what the prophets and Moses said was going to happen, that the Christ was to suffer and be the first to rise from the dead to proclaim light both to our people and to the Gentiles. As Paul was saying these things in his defense, Festus exclaimed loudly, You have lost your mind, Paul. Your great learning is driving you insane. But Paul replied, I have not lost my mind, most excellent Festus, but am speaking true and rational words. For the king knows about these things, and I am speaking freely to him, because I cannot believe that any of these things has escaped his notice. For this was not done in a corner. Do you believe the prophets, King Agrippa? I know that you believe. Agrippa said to Paul, In such a short time, are you persuading me to become a Christian? Paul replied, I pray to God that whether in a short or a long time, not only you, but also all those who are listening to me today could become such as I am except for these chains. So the king got up and with him the governor and Bernice and those sitting with them. And as they were leaving, they said to one another, this man is not doing anything deserving death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, this man could have been released if he had not appealed to Caesar. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Covenant-keeping God, I thank you for your word, O God. I thank you for just the gift of prayer and being able to come boldly before your throne of grace, knowing that you hear us, O God, and knowing, O God, that we don't need a proxy, that we can go straight to you, O God. I thank you that you stand ready to hear every single one of our petitions, O God, and that where we pray amiss, I thank you that the Spirit, I thank you, O God, for just reminders in the Psalms, O God, that we can ask you hard questions. Have you forgotten? Will you reject me forever? You know, is my way disregarded? Lord, there's, those are the hard-hitting questions, O God, that sometimes we're afraid to ask, but there's no need for us to be afraid to ask those types of questions when we are feeling that we have been forgotten or overlooked or we are caught between a rock and a hard place, oh God. I just thank you that we have the freedom and the latitude and the grace and the liberty to ask you these hard questions, oh God. And I thank you that it's that same grace, oh God, that upholds us, oh Lord God, in um, even when we are displeased with our circumstances, even when we are happy and abounding in our circumstances, even when we are doubtful and fearful of what comes next, oh God. I thank you, oh Lord God, that your grace is always available to us. It is always abounding in our lives and your mercy as well as your compassion is too, God. And I thank you that by that same grace, oh God, we are able to tell the truth about ourselves. I thank you, oh God, for the ways that Paul did not leave any stone unturned. He confessed very raw truth that he was enraged and gleefully persecuting your saints, oh God. Would you help us, oh God, to embrace the rich 
deep and exhaustive gospel that empowers us to tell the truth about ourselves, tell the truth about our past, tell the truth about our present sins so that we can repent and turn and begin to live in the light. Thank you so much that Jesus delivered us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I am grateful to be a child of God. Thank you that we are given the right to become children of God when we confess our sin, when we repent and we turn. God, I just pray that you, oh God, would give us, oh Lord God, that you would help us to live into the grace that enables us and empowers us to tell the truth to you and to confess our sin one to another. I pray all of this in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Christians often dream about the possibility of revival, but revival doesn't come because we wish or plan for it. Revival occurs when groups of people pray together. However, praying together effectively doesn't come easily, and we're often left wondering how to best engage in the work of intercession. In her book, The Power of Group Prayer, Carolyn Carney draws from her decades of ministry experience to equip pastors, small group leaders, or anyone who wants a deeper prayer life to lead others in the kind of prayer that is necessary for a effective, resilient ministry. Come to a place of deep intimacy with God as you learn ways to pray in community. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off the power of group prayer, plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.